Hey, thanks for downloading Sockets and Cylinders. I'm Statman from the B105 Radio in Cincinnati with my pal Andrew Rosen from Smythe Automotive. everybody? And today we got a special guest with us. We got your dad, man. Absolutely. Eric Rosen, welcome to the show, brother. Good morning, Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, now, on a previous uh, podcast we recorded, we got into talking about hot rods and babies and how they don't really go well together. <laughs> I previously had a Mustang GT, beautiful convertible, white with blue flames on the front. It was my dream car. And then I had my second daughter. And you can't fit two car seats in the back of a Mustang. It just doesn't work. So I had to sell mine. And uh, Andrew, you said your dad, Eric, yep. had a similar story. Yep. Why don't you tell us about your uh, your car you had before you had me? Back in the day, I had a 68 Camaro. Oh, man. And I had the rear seat removed and tubs put in for wider wheels. Oh, so you didn't even have a place for a car seat in the back. <laughs> no, a, a passenger seat was pretty optional also. It came in and out pretty frequently. Oh, man. Did you ever take it down a strip anywhere? Like, like run it? I did take it down a strip. It was, you know, a work in progress while I was younger. Well, what was the best and time you got on the track? Do you remember? I got a, a 1192 in it. That's pretty quick. That's very quick. Yeah, and you know, look, my, my hot rod dream still hasn't died. I have a 66 GTO sitting in the garage waiting for me to get spotted on. More like oh. waiting to send to me, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I got so many questions about that car. <laughs> The GTO, but we got. I, w- I want to know more about this Camaro. So, what color was it? Tell us uh, the, it was the a, specs. A white Camaro with black racing stripes down it, like a skunk. Had the original 327 in it. Oh, we ran great. But as time went on, I grew up. Well, let me rephrase that. As I grew older, <laughs> I haven't ever grown up. When you when you had to pay for diapers and couldn't afford tires, that's right. So out went the Camaro, and went in a four door Cutlass Supreme. Oh, Cutlass. Oh, man. Still, still yeah, it's yeah, still pretty that, cool, though. That, that probably had a big engine in the two, didn't it? No, it had a V6, a 231. Oh. It was a big four-door yellow boat. <laughs> that is a family car if I ever heard. A big banana, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you yes, went sir. from a skunk Camaro to a big old boat banana. That's right. Oh, so do That's you ever right. know yeah. what happened to that Camaro when you got rid of it? I sold it to a kid. I don't think he had it more than six months before he wrecked it. Oh, no. <laughs> Nobody got hurt, but the car was done. Oh, man. And then it had that unibody frame, too. So it, it, if it bent, it was yeah. done. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, see, I actually, my Mustang had a little bit of life after I got rid of it. Uh, it went to an auction and was bought by some guy who decided he was going to fix it up and run it. And then he, I guess, uh, went through a divorce and Ooh. lost it. And then it went back to another auction, ended up on a car lot. See, it was white with blue flames, so it kind of uh-huh. stuck out. And then yep. since it was sold on the car lot down by the Hamilton County Fairgrounds in, in the hood, I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> nobody has seen it. We think it's been chopped up yeah. and, and went every which way. Oh. Wow. But your That's- Camaro, it, it's there's no fine in that, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, That's so- probably beer can somewhere in the country. <laughs> <laughs> so you finally get Andrew out of the house, and it's time to get a new muscle car, and you get a GTO? My wife found a GTO that was sitting behind the gun store on Long Island for 20 years under a top. 
Wow. I, you know, there's multiple takeaways from what you just said there. <laughs> a, you got a cool mom. B, she's going to the gun shop. Awesome. And C, she's coming home with a GTO. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So what condition is it in right now? It is in need of a massive restoration. Andrew, matter of fact, took the interior out yeah, of it. Yeah, I ripped the whole interior. It's ready just to have the dashes left. I got to pull the dash out and the body clips need to come off and it's ready for body work. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, it's ready to come to Ohio whenever, um, you know, the old man's ready to let go of it. Ah, uh, I see. Now, and, and some, in the industry, I've been stockpiling parts for it for a couple of years. Well, there you go. Like you said, it's a work in progress. Now, is the rust yes. pretty bad on it? I mean, uh, part of the country could get pretty... Uh, it, uh, there's one hole in the floor on the inside. It's got a small hole in the trunk. And um, the hood was garbage, so that's gone. But the rest of it's in pretty good shape. Oh, awesome. And, and that'll be the next Rosenmobile, right? Absolutely. I hope so. Now, Hopefully let... it'll be for my grandson. Oh, look at that, Andrew. Now, I got to ask you, what was it like teaching Andrew how to drive? <laughs> Something tells me that there's quite a story behind him learning. Yes, there was. Oh, what uh, happened? Andrew was in New York, and he's learning how to drive. And there's a road which is called the Meadowbrook Parkway. Now you're talking you get, New York, like the city, city New York, right? You're, well, you're in urban the suburbs of New York City. The Long Island is still the suburbs. Okay, okay. At, at least to me. <laughs> so you get on to this road in the left lane, and you have a quarter of a mile to go across four lanes of traffic to get off the exit that he needed to get off of. Oh, dude, you're setting him up already <laughs> with a challenge. Set him right up. And I just kept hounding him till he got over and got off on that exit. I'm pretty sure I came to a complete stop at one point. <laughs> oh, my in the gosh. transition from the first <laughs> lane to the last. Oh, man. And what car were you teaching him to drive in at this point? Your trailblazer. Trailblazer, yeah. Ah, that's a good family. Yeah. Safe car, right? Nice. Uh, I'm pretty sure I crashed it like a week and a half the later. The second time he took it out, he crashed <laughs> <laughs> It was, look, I'm oh. telling you, that guy came out of nowhere. I was sitting, stopped here, and there was a turn lane here, and I swore I needed to turn. So I looked in my mirror, and there was nothing there, and I started to inch out, and there the guy was. just scraped the side of me. Oh, do you believe that story to this day, Eric? Yes. Okay. Yes. He knows I don't lie. That is true. Often. Oh, that's awesome. I could call you Eric, right? I feel like I should call you Mr. Rosen because you're my friend's dad. But is it okay if I Eric call you Eric? Fine. All right. So, Eric, let me tell you about uh, my first time driving. And uh, it took me five times to pass the driving test. Five <laughs> times. And after you fail it the third time, you got to wait six months before you can come oh, no. back and take it again. Wow. Uh, did Andrew pass his test on the first try? He did. See, it was always one or the other. Back in the day when we learned how to drive, uh, there was two parts. There was the driving around like a neighborhood. Well, you had the written. Uh, driving around in the neighborhood, and then you had maneuverability, where you had to go through the cones. Yep. Did you have that? Yeah. My favorite part was when you got to go like as fast as you could and then jam on the brakes and stop within 90 feet. I don't know if they have that here. No, they but don't yeah. have that here, but that sounds awesome. In Georgia, it's like they call it the quick stop. So you speed up to like 40 miles an hour within like 175 feet. And then at 90 foot line, you jam on the brakes as hard as you can. And as long as you stop like, within X amount, you get all the points. But that doesn't really have anything to do with your driving ability as it does the pads on your car, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you know, it was my mom's minivan that I was driving in. So it was it was pretty good, especially for a Chrysler. So could you convince <laughs> your mom to like, hey, I need to practice for my test. I got to take the family car out in the, in the road and slam on the brakes. Yeah, so I was with my stepdad, actually. He took me to take the test. Um, and we were like, there's this 
his old antique store across the street, and we went in the back behind it, and he's super cool. He was like, let loose, and we would just like, I would just drive super fast and just jam on the Slam brakes. Slam them? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely fun. That was up in like the country in northern Georgia. So. Okay, so you were out there. Yeah. We're... All right. Well, my first time I failed, I had a guy wave me out of the driveway of the DMV to pull onto the main road, which was Hamilton Avenue here, and he had the right of way. I instantly failed. So by pulling out of the lot, I turned right around, pulled right back in, failed that part. The next time, I pull up to a stop sign. I stop. The car coming the other direction didn't stop, like swerved it, like just cut right in front of me. And then I had to slam my brakes on in the intersection. And he said, I rolled out into the intersection too far. I should have waited at the light. Fail. <laughs> then I get to the cones. Uh, my dad's pickup truck, it was a Ranger. It had a cracked mirror, but I was still able to take the test with it. I totally hit a cone. <laughs> Took it right out. And then it was like a long wait. I went to a different DMV. Like there's one in, in Mount Healthy that I was going to. And I was like, oh, it's bad luck. I'm going over to Sharonville now. So I took my test on the east side and I finally was able to <laughs> somehow skirt by. Yeah. Oh, another time I failed because the car's horn didn't work. Hmm. Yeah. Like halfway through the test, he was like, oh, I forgot to do the the walk around your car. Pull over here and we walk around. So in the middle of driving around Mount Healthy, he walks around and goes, oh, horn doesn't work. You fail. <laughs> wow. I can't make this up. But uh, five times a charm. <laughs> How about funny. you, Eric? What was it like when you got your first uh, driver's license? Well, it, well, I grew up in, in the city, and you had to do it on the streets. They had a little yeah. area where you weren't allowed to go and practice. And back when I did it, you still had to learn how to make a K-turn. A K-turn? Yeah, broken U-turn. So it's a half U-turn, back up, <laughs> forward, and turn the rest of the way. I'm, I'm trying to you, follow you're along. You're actually making a K. Huh. Wow. That's a weird and way of parallel parking. You had to parallel park. That was another part of the test. You know, growing up in the suburbs, you don't park in the park. You don't parallel park anywhere. Yeah. You just pull into a spot. It's been many years since I have had to parallel park, well, and now, I don't know if I can still do it anymore. Nowadays, the car will do it for you. Yep. Have you seen these yep. new ones, man? Yeah, my Ford Escape actually does that. Like, you press a button, and you pull up to where you want to park, and you get, like, parallel to the car in front, and then you, like, press the button again, and it'll start, like, beeping, and all sorts of lights will start turning on. Gosh. And it actually will scan the road. So, like, if you drive past two cars, it measures the distance in between them and tells you if your car fit and then it'll like maneuver into the into the spot it's crazy i've never used it because i don't trust it yeah, but they I'd told so, me that it does that i'd be so nervous <laughs> i think that's how the movie terminator started actually they started parking <laughs> cars and then took over the world didn't they yeah uh, so eric thank you so much for joining us today do you do, would you like to tell any final stories before we let you go uh, on your son andrew here nope i think i'm gonna leave them to him to tell <laughs> <laughs> thanks thank you guys Thank you so much. Eric Rosen, thanks for joining Sockets and Cylinders. I guess you want to say goodbye to your dad, man. Thanks, Pop. All right. Love you, kid. Love you. Bye. Awesome. What a great dude, man. <laughs> yeah, he's taught me everything I know, man. So oh. Now, my dad wasn't able to join us uh, today, but I do want to tell a funny story about him uh, before we go, and that is uh, we had the muscle car before having kids. Mm -hmm. My dad got that backwards he had six kids and my mom let him go to the car dealership and pick out a car it was his choice i guess they like took turns like on picking out cars mm -hmm. that was their like marital compromise <laughs> so he goes up and he comes home from time auto sales with an el camino 
And it had a cap on the back. And my mom's like, that's a two-seat car, honey. You have six kids. Where are they going to ride? And he goes, oh, that's the best part. It's got a cap. So if it's raining, they'll just ride in the back. They stay dry. We throw some blankets back there. And we'll be set. And my mom was cool with this. So for about two years, we had an El Camino. I'd go to Boy Scouts. My brothers and I would climb in the back of the El Camino. I remember my dad would like open up the little window and be like, get down. There's a cop behind us. Get down. We're like, Dad, I thought this was okay to do. Why do we got to get low? But this El Camino, he ended up blowing the transmission in it on a road trip to a Boy Scout no, no. Uh, camp up in New York off of the Finger Lakes. Oh, really? Um, I never got to drive it. It was like baby blue, ugly car, but it was his dream to have an El Camino, and it had a cap on the back. That's hard to find. We talked about the uh, Lemons Rally for next year. There's an ugly El Camino back behind one of the Smythe locations. I might just have to get my dad in that thing. Let him relive the memories of driving. And he said the best part about that car is that the kids were in the back, and he could just close the little sliding window. Not have to hear and it. And not deal with any of us back there. He said he'd be driving wrong, and all of a sudden he feels a car shaking around. And he'd be like, I know you boys are back there wrestling, but I didn't care. I had the whole front. I had my music on. Yeah, he was up front listening to Ozzy and just oh, turning it up. Yeah. Oh, well, that was my dad. Oh, more like Eric Clapton or um, Sticks. Um, that, was, that was great having your dad on today. I tell you what. If you guys have a, a funny story about your dad in a car, we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. Email us at podcast at smithautomotive.com. Also, you could use that email to send in any questions or if you got a noise under the hood, you don't know what it is, we'll help you diagnose it. If you need immediate help, just go to any Smythe Automotive location, yep. right? Yep. Absolutely. You can find it uh, at, on Facebook. Look up Smythe. Follow them on Twitter. Or go to SmytheAutomotive.com and you can look up a location close to you. Or yeah. Google it. Yeah. Anywhere you want to find us. We're there. Hey, thanks for tuning in for this episode of Sockets and Cylinders with Smythe Automotive. I'm Statman. Andrew Rosen. Have a good day. See you all next time.